Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L.J. LaFira. Alongside me, I've got Brandon and Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they are. Brandon, how you doing? Doing good, L.J. Uh, just got back from work. We are recording this at 6.20 Thursday night, so if anything else happens... Uh, We'll have to talk about it tomorrow, but we certainly have had a lot of news break already today regarding the trade deadline, as has been the theme for the last four or five shows, just breaking down all the trade news. And uh, yeah, well, a lot of interesting uh, players getting shipped around today. Yeah, let's get into the first one that is just about official as the Nationals will be trading Brad Hand, their closer, to the Toronto Blue Jays in exchange for catcher Riley Adams. Um, he has a one-year $10.5 million deal with the Nationals this year. So, of course, that'll not be with the Blue Jays. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year. Brandon, quick reaction. Uh, the Blue Jays needed bullpen arms, and they got an elite lefty. So, uh, I like that. And Toronto, I mean, they that's the one part of their team that they certainly needed to upgrade was the pitching staff. And why not add a great end of the game option in Bradham? Yeah, this is probably the best deal you can make because I have to feel a lot of people weren't after him. Like, granted, he's a great player. However, just the way I've looked at him, the way I've felt about him, it's been underwhelming. Um, five losses on the year. I feel like there's more blown saves than that. Uh, three five nine ERA, which is his highest since he became a closer. Actually, it's his highest since 2015. So this hasn't been a good year for him. It hasn't felt like he was a shutdown guy, even with a 205 ERA last year in about three years. But with that being said, he is still a great option. He's still a, clo- a great closer. I just think he fell under the radar because a lot of other guys that you deem closers, there's a lot more of them on the market than him that you would rather have. And so everybody else was going after them. The Blue Jays zigged while everybody else zagged and walked out of there with a pretty good deal. 
Yeah. And, you know, as has been something we've been talking about quite a bit, Toronto's able to go out and get a nice bullpen arm who, yeah, sure, he's a bit expensive because it was a $10.5 million deal. So you figure prorated what that's four or $5 million that they have to pay. But they can afford it, and it only costs them their 20th best prospect. Like, why not make that trade? It's absolutely a great deal for Toronto. Anyway, I think that's about all we have on that. So we'll go to another one of the confirmed trades of the day. And that is Ryan DePera is on his way across town. He's not going to have to travel very far on this trade as the Chicago Cubs trade their late game reliever to the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, uh, this adds to a stacked White Sox bullpen and Look, the Cubs are just trying to sell off everything that they absolutely can. Ryan Tapera's on a very cheap contract. I believe only $800,000 or something like that. And the White Sox, they've had the 15th best ERA when it comes to their, their bullpen this year. So certainly not the best, and they could use another option there. But now, LJ, we're talking about uh, – Seventh inning man of Ryan Tapera, an eighth inning man of potentially uh, Michael Kopech, who's been pitching a lot more high high leverage for them, and then a closer of Liam Hendricks. That's a very very good back uh, back three for the bullpen. And you see, you look at it that way. Granted, that's a that's a great way to go. If I was this team, I would love to see them go. With that, I'd feel very comfortable with having those three on the back end. However, even if you didn't use Kopech in necessarily the seventh or eighth, this is going to be a very formidable bullpen. The way I'd almost like to see him used is as a long reliever in the playoffs, which I know most of the time you don't see them go teams go with. However, I feel like he is a guy who could actually pull it off doing it consistently, doing two innings, two and a half innings on a semi-consistent basis throughout the playoffs. Um, of course, certainly he has had the length to be a starter this year. So I kind of would like to see him work like that a little more than I would in the eighth inning, just because that provides a little more flexibility and you don't have to rely on this great starting pitching staff to definitively take you three times through the line on each night. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's just he's solidifying this this White Sox bullpen, which if you want to be able to make a deep playoff run, you absolutely need to be able to close out games late, and that exactly does that for them. Brandon, I'm sure you are wondering the same thing that every Cubs fan is wondering, seeing this is all they've had to really necessarily root for, except for those couple weeks, is what they got in return. The Cubs will receive – minor league left-hander Bailey Horn from the White Sox. This, this is a, pr a pretty good grab. Of course, we're always far more pro bulk on this podcast. We're a bulk podcast, not a, like our episodes, we are a bulk podcast, not a super mega quantity over quality. Absolutely. Although we are still high quality. Um, Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway as for Bailey Horn what you're getting with this guy ended up he was a fifth round pick in last year's draft so far of course this was his first year of minors however a and high a he's getting up there nearing 11 strikeouts per nine has a great fastball already that should get better the slider's also coming along great so overall he's got a decent fast fastball slider curveball mix that could really suit this organization well in a few years certainly probably three maybe four yeah and this is one of the guys who was a draft pick in 2020 so I'm sure the uh, Cubs have had their eye on him for quite a while third round pick in last year's draft and uh, still has a lot of potential. So this could end up being uh, an absolutely win-win for both teams. And not very often that you see 
two teams in the same city make a deal. You don't see the Yankees and Mets really making deals or the Angels and Dodgers making deals together. So Cubs and White Sox, uh, yeah, good for them to be able to get to get a deal done here. All right. Well, we are on to a couple of the more big hitting stories of the day, although those are certainly big stories. However, this is probably the crown jewel of this loaded trade deadline market and that is Max Scherzer it looks like things are trending in the right direction towards him getting dealt as it is reported that we are near a deal for Max Scherzer going to the San Diego Padres of course there's still some issues to cover up however as of 440 today Washington and San Diego have essentially agreed on the framework of the trade. Um, of course, it really ends up becoming now a lot about the physical, about the no trade clause and making sure that gets waived and everything. So other than that, let's assume that this all works out. What are you thinking? I mean, look, we talked about it yesterday. Me and you were both like, is it really necessary for the Padres to trade for a pitcher because they already have a solid group there? And we said, well, if it's Max Scherzer, then then yes, it absolutely uh, would work for them. Padres have had the 14th best ERA from their starters, the first best ERA from their bullpen. So, look, they could take, uh, you know, a little of the weight off the bullpen shoulders here. Uh, by getting Max Scherzer. Of course, they're trying to make a run to win the NL West because you really don't want to be in that wild card game against another NL West team more than likely. And it absolutely makes sense why they're going all in here. Uh, so they're 100% going to be over the, the luxury tax now, right? They're not sending anything back that is, is going to clear nearly enough space. To... I don't believe so. I haven't heard anything of that. However, you have to think this isn't really a uh, done deal yet. The deal we'll be talking about in a little bit has a lot more known about it. I'm sure within probably by the time tomorrow morning comes, we will know a lot more of what this deal fully looks like. Yeah, uh, but this is exciting for Padres fans. LJ, I mean, if you're a Padres fan in the past year and a half, the franchise has done absolutely everything you could ask for as a fan. They've gone out, they've signed free agents, they've extended their best players, and now they're trading for stars at the trade deadline. I mean, this is absolutely everything a fan base could want. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a great year. It's the type of year that you wish more teams had because it's such a big deal. Like you have so many moves that are so high profile that it almost it brings in as many fans as it gets excited within the base. Because you think about how many how many kids are out there that are willing to change teams because they haven't really grown an attachment to maybe their dad's team or their mom's team or something like that. There are some kids that find baseball all on their own or through their friends. And their parents might not necessarily be big on it, certainly not as big as our families were when we were growing up. So they don't have a necessarily have a team. There's a lot of people that are willing to jump on to the San Diego Padres bandwagon and moves like this only strengthen that cause, only build the fan base, which, again, so many of these teams that don't want to have big payrolls, I don't think they get that part of the picture. It should also be known that this is in no way a done deal to San Diego. It's just looking like they are the most likely suitor. Uh, apparently, the Dodgers, Giants, and Red Sox, who are the other three teams that are still in talks, they believe that they still have a chance to land him. So uh, certainly we're not jumping the gun on anything, but I'm receiving a report right now that the Yankees are nearing a deal to acquire Anthony Rizzo. Just came across right here, right now. Really? Yes, on the Yes Network. Uh, according to Jack Curry, the Yankees just went out and got Anthony Rizzo, it looks like. Okay, first first reaction. I, this is insane. I cannot believe 
this just broke. I, I mean, this is what about Luke Voigt? The, he's coming yeah. back. He's coming this, back this weekend. Oh boy, this is this is the second most inexplicable thing that we're going to talk about in this show. Another one of them has to do with the Yankees, except they're the only one I'm going to give a pass on. I don't get this. So where are you putting everybody? Where does everybody play now, Brandon? Well, now that Stan can play the outfield, we have a DH spot that's opened up. So you could or you could DH Odor or Rizzo or Voigt or whoever isn't playing in the field that day. And then you also have good bats off the bench too, which, uh, you know, you could certainly use. But is that going to put the Yankees over the luxury tax? Because probably. Why? No, come on. Why? I'd have to assume. Also, am I completely crazy or is um, avoid is a righty? Okay, because I was about to like have a conniption fit if they just brought on two lefty first basemen for the hell of it. Um, still I don't though, that Gallo's playing any infield for us. I'd have to. I'd have to say there's no, a- no, no, no. Now, now certainly not. But it just, I don't know. If I were, if I were the Yankees. I still stand by the fact that I would much rather not be taking the risk with Stanton just because you're getting him in the field for some reps does not mean he has to play the whole time out there. So overall, like if I were, if I were managing that team, wait a minute, wait a minute. So it it goes from, Oh my God, is he ever going to play out there? He hasn't played a single game to now when he's finally going to play out there. Well, he's not going to play every single game out there. No, he shouldn't play every single game. That is the dumbest thing I would ever say. This dude has barely been able to get through seasons before this year as just a DH. We are now through roughly 75 games in the next, I'm really going to script this math, X amount of games we have left, 60 games we have left. You're telling me that he's going to play 55 of them in the field i don't see a reason for it that seems unnecessary well this does segue pretty good into what our next topic was which was that chris bryant and anthony rizzo both weren't going to be starting for the coach oh, we're gonna that wasn't the segue i thought we were going to do okay go ahead well it makes sense because we are talking about anthony rizzo uh yeah i mean that that explains it so is chris bryant going to the Rays in the next couple hours you know, we haven't really heard much about him the last two days. You know, he's got to go somewhere. I, I, I'd be shocked if they didn't. Again, I, I want them to do it. However, with the the attitude that they've brought into this, I would be genuinely shocked if they didn't move him. And you have to admit, now that Chris Bryant officially plays six positions, you have a uh, – you have to have Kevin Cash absolutely salivating about the different defensive lineups he could put together with Chris Bryant into that equation. Um, this great for another infielder, I guess. There you go. We're just gonna go infielder. I mean, yeah, I mean, because he can play just about anywhere you 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 name it, he's playing it. Um, this will actually segue into another piece, which I don't even think I remember to write in here which is something that surprised you earlier that the Yankees had talked to multiple teams about Luke Voigt. Mm. Could this be a two-part move here? Could this be a one-part move with Luke Voigt going the other way? I mean. Oh, 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 oh. I certainly certainly hope not. Oh. If that. (laughs) Yes. I'm just a little shocked you said that. That would be a terrible idea. No, that will that will be a terrible idea. But I, you know, I don't know why we're. I'm I'm confused. I'm happy. I mean, I guess Anthony Rizzo. How has he been hitting as of late? Because I know, on the year he has been very good. Uh, as of late, he's he's has certainly picked it up. So, yeah, fine. It's 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 another left-handed bat for the lineup. But clearly, the Yankees are going. All in. Yeah, but That's you don't deserve him. We don't deserve him. You don't need him. You don't deserve him. We need him. Maybe the Cubs are going to cover his contract. <sighs> I don't know. I think I don't think this. Is, I don't, I'm not mad 
partially because I don't think it's necessary to for the Red Sox to have Anthony Rizzo. However, it made so much sense to go out and get a first baseman because they clearly have a hatred for Bobby Dalbeck as an organization. And I'm, I'm starting to slow, I'm slowly just not understanding it at all, but I really thought that they would have been totally focused on him, certainly more than Scherzer, because that's really the last spot in this lineup that you need to fill out consistently. Dalbeck's had a lot of moments, but the whiff percentage overall, just the amount of swing and miss he's had here is really bad. It's somehow worse than his 213 average. So I'm just, I'm shocked that he wasn't going there. I kind of always assumed, I mean, I I thought they would go with a first base move, but what else could they make? Yeah, no. uh... Speaking of which, I don't think you've seen this yet. Um, Franchi Cordero is starting at first tonight. Oh, is he hitting second? I don't know. I don't think, no, he's not sitting second, but like, Brandon, I don't think you understand how many different guys they have just tried at first. This is his first year. He's played two games prior at first base this year only. So we must have had Bobby Dolbeck, who has largely been a first, a full-time first baseman, has played a little bit of third when needed. But you've got Bobby there that plays a fine first, solid first. You've got Marwin, who has also been playing first. Danny, who also plays first. They put Arroyo in there. Marwin Gonzalez is hurt right now, right? Yes, but I'm saying everybody. What? Is that why Bobby has been playing there because Gonzalez is hurt? No, he's been he he went into the year as the everyday first baseman. Marwin Gonzalez was just moving around the field. Mm. But the amount of guys that they have decided to put in there rather than just giving him an, another day is truly shocking because they've they've had already had two guys make their first career games at first, including getting their starting second baseman injured trying to play first. Did a Christian Arroyo ever get to play first base? That's that's how he got hurt. He did that split. He did the split in the Yankees series, pulled his hamstring, and that now, yep, yep. It was a great split. You got to admit. Yeah, it's just you know that's the shame. You need to stretch like four or five days in advance to be able to do that. However, I was impressed that he was able to get there. Well, this is all the news that we have right now on Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Certainly we'll have more news on that in Scherzer tomorrow, but we're going to do one more topic prior to going to the break. And that is that Cesar Hernandez has been traded to the Chicago White Sox from the Cleveland Indians. Uh, And the White Sox have been looking for an upgrade uh, somewhere in the infield. And it looks like they, they, uh, they uh, got it here. What do you think LJ? Um, yeah, this is certainly – this is an in-ad. Of course, they could have gone with a lot bigger moves, but this is probably the best way because you can add – again, you can add to that bullpen. You could even make another move in that variety before the deadline. You won't have time to do it today, but at some point in the next week, I would love to talk about all of the guys that people kind of forgot about that probably should have been moved this week whether their teams really wanted to or not but yeah this is a low risk option because I mean he's he's going to be fine there he's going to be an improvement there at second and they didn't have to give up a ton in my opinion they traded him for uh Connor Pilkington a lefty starter that is currently in double a you know it's been fine numbers for him just fine like it's not anything that's really moving the needle for me. The strikeouts have been around home runs. Haven't been too bad overall. He's, he's a solid player, but he isn't anything that you really, I think you hurt, feel hurt losing plus curveball. That's about it. Yeah. And it makes sense why Chicago would want to get a, a middle infielder because now you don't have to play the likes of a Danny Mendick, Leori Garcia there. You can play Cesar Hernandez, who has been uh, 
hitting the ball very good and is certainly a defensive plus. So uh, I like I like that move for them, uh, especially with you'll you, you know you ship Moncada to third, Hernandez at second, Tim Anderson at short. It's a great infield, especially with Abreu at first base and another good piece to that lineup. But I believe we are going to take a break, and we will be uh, back right after this. All right, we are back and have plenty more to talk about here, starting with, of course, a man that we got to talk about a lot in the early days of this podcast, not so much after his team lost 17 in a row. That should lead you to who it is. Danny Duffy of the Kansas City Royals. He will be heading to the Los Angeles Dodgers in exchange for a player to be named later. Um, this, of course, is probably the next best player, in my opinion, that you could have gotten after you were out on or lost out on Scherzer, if hypothetically they lost out on Scherzer. So overall, Danny Duffy, best year of his career. You're not obvious, obviously not giving up too much to get him. And he's going to be a solid option throughout the rest of this year. I'd be pretty pleased with that if I was LA. You would rather have Danny Duffy than the guy we're going to talk about in a little bit? Um, maybe it's just my... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications memories talking i don't know i just jose barrios has been very good i kind of spoiled it but jose barrios has been very good but i don't know he just he hasn't i think i think i might agree with you on this one because he he hasn't moved the needle in years before this even though he should have talent wise quietly put up like 20 war already like that's that's really good for for by for your age 32 season to have 20 war that's that's really good and this is a lefty that the dodgers could use i mean their only other lefty in the rotation well they've been putting david price there and of course they have julio urias but the dodgers rotation right now is kind of a mess i mean three of the five guys in here you did not expect to be in there at the start of the year of course you have walker bueller who just uh, shut down the Giants. David Price, who started off the year as a bullpen arm. Tony Gonsolin started off the year as a bullpen arm. Josiah Gray, who's the team's top prospect and just got called up because they're so short on starting pitching. And then Julio Urias, who has been a part of their starting rotation forever. But adding Danny Duffy is a great move. For LA, you know, they were in on other pitchers like Jose Barrios, but to be able to get uh, him and for not that much of a return, right? I didn't, I don't think that they had to really get. I mean, it's uh, a player to be named later. So odds are it's not anybody that's going to move the needle. You know, it, it, it could be though, because with the players to be named uh, later, it's a list that the, that yes, get to choose from. So they can see which of those players is doing the best. But no, absolutely. And uh, I believe Danny Duffy is, do we know what his current contract status is? Uh, I don't. Maybe you do. I'm looking to see. 
just want to see if he's a free agent after this year or not. Uh, he is after this year. He signed a five-year, $65 million contract in 2017. Okay, so, you know, low-key, this could be a guy that the Dodgers re-sign, and I'm being serious. Ooh. Interesting. You really think that if he oh, picks I- well in the playoffs – they're not going to want to re-sign him, especially with no Trevor Bauer for forever. I mean, you can't go into next year with your top two star with only with only Walker Bueller and Julio Urias. But I don't, I don't know. You know, you're not wrong. However, I think this team has a lot of options. So I, I, I think Danny Duffy's going to garner a decent price. Like he's going to get money. Yeah, no, that that this is, fair. and I don't think so. That- Dodgers are going to want to spend a lot because they're still going to be on the hook for that Trevor Bauer contract. If, well, if they are, if they're on the hook, they could, they could probably, they might get off the hook on that depending on how things go. But point being, I think you forget how many options they have as much as we're saying they should add pitching. This also isn't a terrible bull, a terrible team right now either, especially when you consider you'd end up if you took Bauer out, you end up with Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw. At some point, you're getting Dustin Maybach. Urias. Urias. You you should not have an issue with Tony Gonsolin being in the rotation. He is plenty good enough to be there. He should be there. Also, this is another topic for another time, but I don't entirely understand why the Dodgers hate David Price so much because they've done everything in their power to keep him from actually making a full start up until recently, up until they had absolutely no options. They did everything to go about, go around that. So regardless of him, let's take him out either way. You've got those guys we just mentioned. And then even though Josiah Gray probably isn't ready now, everybody's been saying that his estimated time of arrival to the majors would be somewhere around 2022. So you have to think you're going to want to, be kind of ready for an opportunity for him to come in. So if I was the Dodgers, I wouldn't want to be on the hook for $15 million to Danny Duffy over a couple of years. If I have all of those options already there. Uh, We have a bit of news on the Anthony Rizzo trade. The Yankees will trade away outfield prospect, Kevin Alcantara who is the number 120 overall prospect in the league. They will also trade away pitching prospect Alexander Vizcaino. That is not one of the Yankees' top 10 prospects. Uh, uh, Kevin Alcantara is the Yankees' number seven prospect. And the Yankees will not be going over the luxury tax as the Cubs will be uh, covering the entire salary of Anthony Rizzo for the rest of this year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Still don't exactly understand the playing him, a pl- process of playing him. However, that's a bridge we can burn when we get to it. I'm just happy we didn't go over the tax. Uh, I'm just really happy <laughs> to go over. You're so obsessed with your team's financial choices. Um, it's gonna matter when when this off season because if we if we did go over the tax, it would matter when this off season we're trying to get starting pitching and then. Hal Steinbrenner has to be like, oh, well, we can only spend X amount because we went over the tax last year when the whole reason why we didn't spend this offseason was because we weren't going to go over the tax. So it's just like their financial choices have led them to this point to where they can face criticism. Yeah, you know, and speaking of financial choices, everybody who whined about Jackie Bradley Jr. can suck it. I'm not sure if you saw this, Brandon, but just keep it in mind. Kike Hernandez is doing about 200, 200 more in OPS than Jackie Bradley Jr. this year. He's one of the leaders in DRS from the center field position, and it's not even his natural position. They're paying him $10 million less than the Brewers are paying Jackie. Just yeah. want everybody to remember that again. Yeah, I mean, you were the one who said that he can hit 400 for a week and then 100 for the next six weeks, and that'll put him at about a 200 batting average for 
I, I, I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean to act like I'm always right, but I said it. He's not worth ten million, and they gave him twelve. Um. Anyway, where are we going next? I'm, I'm well, heavily confused. The AL East. We just have a bunch of teams in the AL East that are interested in a lot of players. So shall we? Right. They're they're basically the same. All right. No, actually, I'm sorry. They they are not all the same teams. Um, yeah, can we start with this Kyle Schwarber thing? Because there were rep- reports earlier that the Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays are all interested in Kyle Schwarber. All three of them. And he's on this, the IL, remember. Kyle Schwarber is yes, on the yes, yes. This frustrates me to no end because, again, I get it. It's the deadline. You want to add as much as you can, regardless, and sometimes regardless if it makes sense. But I just I don't see the need. I'm sorry. I mean, I get I get the idea of strengthening a strength. That's something they've talked about. That's something I believe it was on um, Greg the Greg Hill show. Heim Bloom talked about the other day is we're not afraid to make to strengthen our strengths. But why why would the Red Sox need another outfielder? Where are they planning to play Kyle Schwarber on a daily basis? Why would the Blue Jays necessarily need another outfielder? I just don't I, – I think at the point that they're at, they're better off sticking with the two younger guys, uh, Guriel, Grichik, and letting them play, seeing where things go with that. Yankees, again, if Stanton's allegedly going to be playing six games a, a week in the outfield now – They've got nowhere to play him. So why on earth are they looking for him? Are they, are they expecting him to catch for the first time in seven years? No, I know why they're looking for him because he was the hottest player on the planet for about a three week stretch right before the all-star game. That's why they want to trade for him. I mean, it's, it's Kyle freaking Schwarber. I mean, you stick this guy in your leadoff spot he could do the Red Sox good in the leadoff spot. He really could. He could. He could. I also would find it incredibly amusing if the team that was not- notoriously devoid of a leadoff hitter ends up with three by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, the, if they added him, they would. But I just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the smart move. I have a laundry list of guys that I would rather hear them seriously talking about than him. I would much rather have them actually locked down something on Scherzer or certainly be a little more in the hunt on Scherzer than they currently are. But I don't know. I just, my first reaction was shock and horror. Well, the next group of three AL East teams that are in on a player, the Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox are all in on Jose Barrios. Uh, yeah, LJ, talk me through uh, that. Um, well, the Red Sox desperately need an, another, if not two, starters. Strong, strong, plus, plus starters. I mean, that's what Scherzer does to you is, like, if you end up going into the postseason with Scherzer, Sale, Ivaldi, and Rodriguez, that's amazing. Obviously, that's not going to happen. That was kind of a pipe dream. However no matter which way you look look at it. Um, Jose Barrios is an addition to this team. Anything to get Garrett Richards out of the rotation is fine with me. And I like that there. Rays, the Rays, the Rays confound me a, a tiny bit because they've all, all of a sudden, this just seems such like such a sh- shift in philosophy to be going after this many guys to be in on Bryant, to be in on Barrios, to be in on, I, I don't even know who else, but it's been, it's been just about every name they have been linked to this year. Like they want to dive in, but at the same time, they go ahead and trade Rich Hill. When we talk about hottest men on the planet, there was a month and a half stretch where he was the best pitcher in the American league by, by a lot. So granted his numbers don't look great right now. However, if you're this worried that you're going after high-level starting pitching, what what was necessarily the reason for letting Rich Hill go? And then 
if you're also trying to go after high high level starting pitching, you know, you could always just point back to the moves that they made in the offseason, right? It's like, mm-hmm. well, if you want to spend money, why would you do it now when you just win this offseason? You traded away and let Charlie so you trade away Snell because of his contract and you let Charlie Morton walk because you don't want to pay him. And but now all of a sudden you are fine with paying players. It's 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 the raised philosophy for you there. But look, I you know, I've I've look I've learned to not doubt what they do because it just seems that they always figure it out. They are the best team at player development, they're the best team at roster construction, and they I would not doubt a lot of the stuff that they do. And keep in mind. Overall, thoughts that I think have been positive too about the Nelson Cruz trade from both sides. So I'm sure they have a willingness to work together again after that deal going seemingly off without a hitch. Um, as for the Blue Jays, I mean, it just kind of makes sense. Let's be real. They yeah. desperately need pitching. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bound to happen. Also, if we're talking about te- playoff teams and positive – Outlooks tomorrow, Carlos Carrasco will make his first start of the season. Hey, love to see that for the Mets, of course. Um, seeing I'm referencing a completely other team without mentioning it. Okay, I believe now. Do you want to get into some things that happened today during the games? Yes, we had two uh fairly interesting things that happened. First off, the Phillies game. And in this game, they took on the Nationals. It was actually a doubleheader. Game two of the doubleheader goes to extra innings. And in the bottom of the eighth, it is Brad Miller who rips a walk-off grand slam. The Phillies win 11-8, to and they split the doubleheader with the Nationals today. Uh, not too often you see a walk-off grand slam in the eighth inning. No, 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 no. Um, again, we're probably never going to see it again, sadly, as Rob Manfred decides to take away everything we hold dear, including the seven-inning doubleheader. We will probably have a funeral for it in the offseason once it becomes official. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. Where, where, where do you stand on it now? I like the seven innings. I mean, it makes the games a lot more entertaining to watch. That's certainly because, like, you get to the fourth inning normally, and you're like, okay, it's the fourth inning. In the seven-inning game, you're like, oh, like, this is the fourth inning. Like, like we got to start putting something together here. Mm. Certainly, the urgency is a lot more. And, look, it, I'm fine with – in I, I would be fine if they didn't do the runner on second base in the starting in the eighth inning. Mm. I understand it. Like maybe start it once you would once you were gonna hit actual extra innings like the tenth. But I feel like teams really like the seven inning double headers too because look, they're all about trying to get as many innings out of their starters as possible. But when your starter is able to pitch five of the seven innings, I mean, that's really all you can ask for there. And so it's putting less stress on pitching staffs and overall it's been good, but clearly uh, the owners are going to take that or the MLB wants to take that away as a bargaining chip against the players. Just every move that the MLB has made this year, every press conference Rob Manfred has had, has been geared so that the players have absolutely zero leverage in this CBA. It's they're playing the absolute long haul with it. You know, I mean, power to them. Oh, can we bring up one more trade that just happened? We can always bring up trades that just happened. The Tampa Bay Rays. Diego Castillo will be heading to the Seattle Mariners. What? <gasps> oh. Well, we got uh, we got LJ's initial reaction. <gasps> oh my! Oh wow! We need to. What the hell? 
multiple trades break mid episode. I don't understand. Brandon, make this make more sense. What I, are they doing? I can't. What are the Rays doing? For a third base prospect. <laughs> and another bullpen one though. So so they got a bullpen arm back. Jake yeah, but it's not it's not Diego Castillo. No, and then they got Austin Chenton, who Hold on, I'm working on Austin Chenton. Oh, LJ, talk about a minor league stats guy. Oh, Austin Shenton is the real deal. We were talking about his. Hello there. What do you think about that, LJ? You're a big minor league stats guy, as you brought up yesterday. That's a nice. That's a that's a nice. That's a nice combo. Overall, the tra- the traditionals look solid. I. I'd rather not see the strikeout percentage I'm seeing as far as double A. That doesn't really translate well. OPS. I, I think he's going to be all right. Yeah, I know, but like that doesn't translate well. Also, where the hell are you playing him? Well, no, he's uh, he, he just got drafted a few years ago. I don't care. Like long term, you've got like four guys on this team that are going to be here for at least another like four or five years. So he's going to be buried, again, going to be buried. He's already in double A, too, so keep keep that in mind. It's not gonna, It doesn't really seem – if you're in double A, it's more, more or less a year rather than three years. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, let's look at it. Um, this is a, certainly a power guy, big power hitter. That's kind of – that's his MO plus power. Overall, other than that, not a ton here. I mean, you can certainly see why the Mariners would be willing to give him up. But if this organization can turn around some of his contact, then he could be a really dangerous hitter. LJ, do you think that the Seattle Mariners players are going to cry about this trade too? It's. It, I, I mean, I guess I, the chapter. What, what was it? Was it the chapters of this deal or the saga of this deal that's constantly unfolding or whatever? Yeah. That, the GM said, are, are there more pages? <laughs> well, Austin Shenton was the Seattle Mariners number 33 prospect, according to fan graphs. And uh, that's all it takes Jared again, no, to get uh, Diego Castillo. Which, again, doesn't matter as much as it does in other years. I think I had this point made to me earlier, and it really rings true. All of these prospect rankings are effectively made based on 2019 data and scouting. Like a lot can change over this time. There hasn't really been a full, a lot of full comprehensive rankings breakdowns. I believe they do that. Like they usually do a mid season one sometime about now, but there certainly isn't anything in terms of out to the public that is up to date and accurate until like after the season. So we don't 100% know how these teams are, evaluate, are valuing these guys, not, certainly not as much as we would in more year, normal years. Yeah, no, that, that absolutely does make sense. But the second game that we wanted to talk about today, the Cincinnati Reds and the Cubs. The Reds end up winning 7-4. to four. The big story here, though, Joey Votto hits a homer in his sixth straight game. A double bingo bango Yahtzee. Double bingo bango Yahtzee, baby. LJ, Joey Votto in the second half of seasons, just going crazy. Joey Hotto. That's what he is. In the second half. No, when it went, when it gets hot. July, Joey. dog days of summer on August. Joey yeah. Hotto. Love it. Also, our man, Luis Castillo, LJ, two for three today, uh, hitting. The season batting average up to 206. He has a higher batting. He has a batting average 37 points higher than Eugenio Suarez. Aye, aye, aye. That's, again, speaking of teams that have been quietly making good moves, the uh, – 
Reds continue to just add more and more bullpen arms. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot. We forgot. we forgot about Michael Givens the other day. We also forgot they added Luis Sessa. Um, overall, you know, this has basically been their entire trade plan over this entire year is we're just going to keep on trading for a bunch of relievers and hope that at some point we get something good out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they brought it this year. They've This year alone, they've brought in basically their entire bullpen. They brought Heath Hembry ended up coming in midseason after being um, dropped. Uh, Michael Givens, they just traded for. Sessa, they just traded for. Justin Wilson, they just traded for. Jeff Hoffman, they traded trade for last offseason. But still, then they add Sean Doolittle and Brad Brock this year as well. This is an entirely new team, and it's not exactly better than other iterations. I'm sorry. Like, this is just – they're still floundering. 29th in reliever ERA. Yeah, that – can you imagine if they had a sem, somewhat good bullpen, what their their our record could be? If they're, yeah. if they're five games above 500 right now, even if you give them an average bullpen, they probably win five or six more games. Hmm. And we're talking so, about them up there with the Brewers. If they have a real closer – they're competing for this division. Not even just a decent bullpen. Just one real closer is all I'm asking for here. But I think that is a good spot to wrap up today's show. I just checked. There is no more trades that have come across. Thank you for listening. We will give more updates on these trades tomorrow. Expecting another very busy day in the trade landscape. But thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at MLB Daily Pod. And be sure to play our trivia game on Twitter. But thank you for listening once again, and we will be back uh, tomorrow. We'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.